With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Hey there. We at Blue Wire wanted to thank you for your continued support of this podcast. With over 90 podcasts across our network, we are committed to bringing you great content to fill that sport-shaped hole in your heart. To find more Blue Wire pods, search for us on iTunes or check out bluewirepods.com. And remember, one day sports will return and it will be glorious. Thanks for listening. On to the show. Blue Wire. Breaking news. LeBron is a Laker. This Clippers team will win a championship this year. All George, corner three. Yes! Has to put it up with the buzzer. Backs it in. <laughs> he backs in the three. And the Lakers win the game. What's good, everybody? Welcome back to the Battle for LA podcast, part of the Clutch Points and Blue Wire Networks. As usual, Tomeo Zarley here, your Clippers beat writer for Clutch Points. And uh, on the other side here, uh, from a few thousand miles away, I think, is Ryan Ward, our Lakers beat writer for Clutch Points. Uh, how far are you right now, Colorado? What is that? A few I know thousand miles? A, what is that? I know it's a thousand. It's over a thousand. I just don't remember how many miles over a thousand. Maybe 1,200, I think. You're a good ways away. Yeah. Well, I don't know about you, but right here in California, in L.A., it's blazing hot. We've reached 95, 100-degree weather in some areas. So it looks like you've probably got some cooler weather down your end. Yeah, we're like, like bouncing between 65, 70. Must it be only nice. ra- it only snowed what two weeks ago? Jeez. A week ago? Yeah. So it's like the last of the winter weather, and now it gets into this. Colorado's crazy though. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if we get rain today, tomorrow. It's the weather's just so unpredictable here, but it's nice. It's beautiful right now. Well, like I was saying, must be nice because right here it's getting real hot. I got to sleep in a tank top the whole time. It's hot. It's hot. I don't envy you guys, and I'm glad I don't have to turn on the air conditioning and pay (laughs) a bundle just to stay alive. (laughs) I can't even think about that, the price. Anyways, um, NBA dropped some news today, um, as you know. Oh, maybe maybe you haven't heard, but on Monday they dropped some news saying that – they're targeting no earlier than May 8th to allow limited and individual workouts in cities that are not subject to government restrictions. Um, now, that varies throughout the country. Um, like, I know I tweeted out the other day, but places like California, 
Um, you know, I think Los Angeles is May 15th right now at the stay-at-home order. San Francisco is May 3rd, and Sacramento is May 1st. That's for the Kings, the Warriors, and the Clippers-Lakers. Um, and then, you know, some places like Texas are going to lift it at the end of this week. Um, Florida, we've seen, are already having people flock to their beaches. Um, so it's just it just depends by where depends on where you are. Um, but yeah, they've, they've informed teams that that they'll be able to resume um, um, workouts by May eighth, and I just don't know if that's too soon because we're still not seeing enough of a downturn in terms of the number of cases and deaths and the spreading around the country. I. I, don't, I, I just feel like it's too soon. Um, I think it's going to be too soon regardless, whenever you do it, right? Because there's going to be a second wave. It's going gonna, it's gonna to happen. It, this is a way to test the waters, I think, and I think they're going to have a rude awakening. But, I mean, just who knows? I mean, you have to do it at some point, right? You have to get these guys back on the floor at some point. If they're, if they're truly going to you know, restart the season. Um, and then we've heard, you know, that uh, could be sooner rather than later, right? Um, yeah, I mean, it could be could be next month. Um, I, that that seems very optimistic to me that the NBA could start to re- begin a return uh, next month. Um, you know, they they put out in, in the statement they said the purpose of these changes is to allow the safe and controlled environments for players to train in states that allow them to do so. Uh, but they later on noted in, in the in the press release that. Uh, you know, there's no, there won't be a four player, no more than four players will be allowed in the facility at one time. Uh, so you're already limiting it to individual workouts, clearly. No head coaches, no assistant coaches can participate in those. Group activity um, will remain prohibited, including practices and scrimmages. And on top of that, players remain prohibited from using non-team facilities, such as public health clubs, fitness centers, or gyms. So no going to LA Fitness to hoop like you see Nick Young used to do every other day. <laughs> see Nick Young at the park a few times on his yeah. was it, his Instagram. He actually hooped at Delano Park right by uh, uh, Delano Park and then LA Fitness, not far from where I was in, in Sherman Oaks slash Van Nuys. So, huh. um, but yeah, I just I don't know if if if, if this is a good idea. Um, obviously, you want a return to action. You don't want it to happen too soon, and this might be too soon. I mean, I think we're going to see a second wave. I think we see people flocking to the beaches everywhere. That it just it felt like a coronavirus hub right there. Like I yeah. saw people tweeting out memes like um, "coronavirus like this" on Facebook or something like that. Like they like that photo. <laughs> like it just it just it just feels like it's a uh, it's the start of a really bad situation. I just. The, the, the hardest part is to know what to believe at this point, right? Because you hear so many reports and then you hear conflicting reports and then you got people's opinion thrown in the mix. It's just, you don't know what the hell to do besides just stay home. That's it. I mean, I'm lucky out here. I mean, there's, it's just me and my parents. That's it. And I'm separated by uh, being in their guest house, right? So mm-hmm. I'm, I'm lucky. I'm completely separated from everybody. But, I mean, I couldn't imagine, like, you, right? Like, you're in the middle of – you're in uh, Granada Hills? 
I'm in I'm in the I'm in the uh, Valley Glen area, so just just I think what is that? East of Van Nuys. So you, yeah, you're like in a Nuys. hub, right? Where there's a oh, lot yeah, of people. Yeah, yeah. Right? There's a lot of people. I mean, I'm I'm living like on Victory Boulevard, so I see a bunch of people driving by every day. So, so that's it's pretty, tough. It's pretty crazy. Yeah, like even if I was home in Pasadena, I mean that's that's a hub too. I mean it's only what ten miles away from downtown LA. It's um, I'm glad I'm not there right now. I really am. Well, it's, you could tell that things are changing because three weeks ago you would hear no, not many cars in the streets. It'd be very, very relatively quiet. Now it's starting to get back to normal. Like I know that 10 freeways are traffic. They're starting to see traffic now. People are going back to work and all that. So I, I it just seems like people are going back to normal. Like I went to, you know, places like Smart and Final Costco last week and it's just all masked out, masked out. Everyone's yeah. wearing masks. You're not well, allowed that's the in rule. without it. That's they, the they, rule have, in they have LA, cops. Right? They have yeah. They have police officers waiting outside, enforcing that. See, I I left uh, just before that happened. I think, and it was tr- it was trippy enough. But going to the grocery store before I left, but that that's that's on a whole nother level. But then I was like, how I was just telling you earlier, how the grocery stores here, there's like half people wearing masks. The people working in the grocery store aren't wearing anything, no gloves, no masks. It's like they're just—it's like half the people are taking it seriously, and the other half aren't. And this is That's a rural dangerous. rural area, but it's still populated enough to where they should be taking it seriously. Um, so I, I just don't—you just don't know what to believe, you know. You, you just don't get it. I mean, I—I I still only know one person that's got it, and she lives in Chicago. Wow. And I. I wouldn't have known unless we we talked, you know, recently, uh, and I was like, "Oh wow, you got it! You're the first person I know that has it." But still, yeah, I don't, I don't think I know anyone. See, um, you don't know anybody. Half the, guys, also... half the guys in our office thought they had it before before we we uh, stopped going in. Yeah, uh, yeah, and they seem fine. <laughs> no, it's a scary um, situation. I mean, I think I think we all want we all want the NBA back. We all want sports back. Um, I just. I can't help but wonder if it's too soon because if the second wave hits, the NBA season's canceled. There's no doubt it's yeah, going to be canceled for good. That's probably And we're true. just looking ahead to 2021. There's, you, we're know done. It's, you know, it's the tr- I think the Vegas thing's going to happen. I think they're, gonna, they're just going to do it, right? They're going to come up with some way for people to agree to it, players, coaches, organizations, whatever. And people are so desperate for money and revenue right now that I think they'll just they'll jump into it, you know, head first. And then hopefully, hopefully, you know, it goes off without a hitch, but who knows. But I saw a video today. I don't know if I sent it to you earlier or I sent it to somebody else. They showed up like a blackjack table in Vegas. Mm-hmm. And they had this new system where it's like a shield in front of you. It's like, you know, going to a, a bank teller, you know, and they have mm-hmm. those yeah. bulletproof shields and just like a little cut underneath. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it was like that at a table. And then everybody is like split. There's like four, only four seats, and there's a there's a glass in between each one of you, like plastic glass or whatever. Um, but I was like, what the hell? It just looks so weird to me. And I was like, is this what we're gonna expect after all this craziness is over? Like places like that. I mean, how do you control that? How do you control bars? Right? How do you go to a bar and have a drink now? It's the same damn thing. Sitting at a poker table or whatever. Or blackjack table. You have booths. <laughs> just, you have, you have booths. Just have glass booths? and plastic booths between each one. Yeah, I don't get it. 
I mean, how's that going to work? I just, I don't know. There's just so many questions after we start to get back to normalcy. I, I just, I don't know. Yeah, I don't, I honestly don't know where you go from there. Um, I wanted to pause real quick to tell you guys about uh, Blue Wire. Uh, fuck me. We'll have to edit this shit out. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to pause real quick to tell you guys about Bet Online uh, and their Madden tournament. Uh, there's currently no NBA, no NHL, and no uh, baseball right now. And you might think that there's nothing to bet on, but you would be wrong. Our exclusive partner, Bet Online, still has hundreds of events, games, and props to wager on. From their online casino to poker and blackjack, they're bringing Vegas right to you. Are you missing the NFL? That's not a problem because Bet Online has live daily Madden NFL 20 simulations that you can bet on. Madden 20 NFL simulations. That's pretty sick. You can still bet on Survivor, Big Brother, American Idol, even stock prices, and, and the Nathan's Hot Dog Eating Contest, if that's your thing. They're all open 24 hours a day, and they're all online. Just go to betonline.ag and use promo code BLUEWIRE to join today and receive your new welcome bonus. BetOnline, your online wagering solution. Jumping ahead to our next topic for today, uh, Last Dance. The Last Dance had episodes 3 and 4 air last night, uh, Sunday, Sunday night. Um, I was, I, I don't know, I, I didn't know what to expect from these except to be, except to be, uh, entertained, I guess, but um, I think it's, it's surpassing everyone's expectations, at least at least in my eyes. Totally, totally. See, I don't know what it would be like from your perspective, because I lived through this, right? This is me growing up and being a diehard basketball fan at the time. Um, so it brings back a lot of memories, but it also, it's got a lot of behind-the-scenes stuff that you had no idea about, you know? Right, right. Um, so I think it's cool. I mean, I was... <laughs> I was down in the whiskey and tweeting like an idiot last night, so I was enjoying every minute of it. Were you really? I I got to catch up on that. What what were you sending out last night? Oh no, I was just challenging every other Laker blogger, like uh, when this is over, if Ooh. they want if they want some of this, come on down. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it just motivated me. Jordan has that effect on me. I always. I always get motivated when, I, when I'd watch Jordan highlights. And there's a thing that we used to do back when we were kids and we used to play street ball all the time. We'd watch, you know, like Come Fly With Me or one of the doc, documentaries. Mm-hmm. And then we'd just be amped to get to, to, get to the court, you know. Um, it still has that. It's like when you hear that serious song, um, like the entrance music for the Bulls. Oh, man, oh, yeah, yeah. Pumps me up every single time. That's you. Uh, that. That to me is always attributed to the Bulls. Like there's no other thing that comes to mind when yeah. I hear that. And from oh. North Carolina. Just you want to finish that? Just no. The, no. Six six. Six one. <laughs> from Liverpool. Oh, this is your own introduction. Yeah. Just warning the rest of the bloggers, you know what I mean? I, I Dennis Rodman seems like a like a like a nice, decent guy. But he's just Got his own thing. He's just really weird and got his own thing going. Like again, you were there to, you were alive to watch that. I was pretty young and didn't understand enough to, wasn't even into basketball at the time. But um, just a just a a cool dude, but just a weird dude. It looked like. Well, you know what I I even said on the uh, tweeted out last night. I said one of the best thirty for thirties I've ever seen was the Bad Boys one, and it was like two hours long, 
and it was awesome from start to finish. And I was never a Pistons fan, right? I never liked them, but I respected them, right? And I respected them even more after I watched that because you saw how it all came together, how they all had the same attitude. I mean, they were the uh, definition of a team, you know, the way they worked together. And Rodman just played his role, and he fit in perfectly. I mean, the guy was a beast. I mean, talk about hustle and, you know, second chances and, and crash, crashing the glass. The guy was just unbelievable. And you, somehow you enjoyed their style of play? Yeah, well, I mean, it's, it's, it was a physical game back then, right? I thought they were cheap and, you know, took things too far because I was a Jordan fan, right? And he, they'd throw his ass to the ground every chance they got. Mm-hmm. But uh, when I watched that and I kind of saw how they came together, I, I mean, I respected them. And then they showed how the Celtics kind of beat them up in the beginning. And right. then they had to overcome the Celtics. And then the Bulls had to overcome the Pistons. And, and that kind of progression, Right. And, I mean, those were incredibly tough teams back then. 86 Celtics were unbelievable, arguably one of the best teams ever. You know, they're, they're probably in the top two or three. Um, and you know how you know, Jordan torched them for 63, but he still didn't win the game right. or mm-hmm. the series. Uh, but he, did, he left enough of an impression on Larry Bird to say, like, oh, shit, you know, this guy's the next thing. He's the next guy, you know. But, uh yeah, I, res- I respected the Pistons and Rodman for sure. I mean, he's just a complicated guy. Coming off yes, I don't know. Yesterday, watching yesterday's episode, it just felt like the Pistons were trying to justify their being douchebags the entire time. <laughs> like they were trying to justify why they had to act this way. Um, like Isaiah Thomas explaining why they didn't have to shake hands, or um, Bill Lambeer and, and Rick Mahorn acting the way they did, and just you know, if you're going to come to the basket, you're going to end up on the ground, kind of thing. I, you can appreciate hard fouls. I mean, at least maybe, obviously basketball and the style has changed. But I, I don't even know. Do they ever come away with an injury, any one of those guys? Do they ever injure anyone? Not that I can remember. Um, that's the thing that trips me out in compared to today's game. Like, those guys were super physical. They get fights in the game and not even get booted. I mean, that's how commonplace it was. I mean, I think, was it Robert Parrish when he was on the – the, the Celtics punched somebody, I think it was Lambeer, and, and he, got, he, had, he got to stay in the game. Now, he'd be booted and then suspended, suspended for God knows how many games, right? Yeah. It's just such a different game back then. I mean, physicality was almost encouraged, you know, because they just didn't discipline it the same way they do now. But uh, that's why I liked it, cause, and that's why I respected Jordan so much, is because he would... He would fight through all of that and never give up and just keep going and attacking and attacking and attacking. And he just wore the Pistons down eventually. I'm surprised that, that they made the sweep look easy in 90, was it 91? Yeah, uh, I mean, it was embarrassing, really. And they made it look really easy. Yeah. I mean, and you, look at, you look at Dennis Rodman uh, probably, probably leading the way in that, in that front line next to Bill Lambie and Rick Mahorn. I, dude, I mean, and you, you know this guy was a ferocious rebounder, but... Just some of his numbers. Like, he won Defensive Player of the Year, what was it, twice? Uh, yeah, two-time Defensive Player of the Year, seven-time rebound champion, eight-time All-Defensive Team. And this guy might be, I think he's the only Hall of Famer, um, in only person in the Basketball Hall of Fame did not average 10 points per game. 
Yeah, it's a trip. He finished with career I mean, averages of seven, seven point three points, thirteen rebounds. Never averaged a steal, never averaged a block um, for his career. I think he's he's one of those players that was just like, I'm not a scorer, right? It's not. I don't really have the desire to score. I know what I'm good at, and I'm going to concentrate on that. He never played Dude, outside so of rare. his skill set, especially nowadays. It's, it's so rare. It's exceptionally rare. I mean, everybody nowadays wants to shoot a three, right? And even though yeah. you saw a couple of highlights of Rodman shooting a three last night, it was only when he was like super wide open and he was just like, screw it. I'm just going to shoot it. And he made mm-hmm. it half the time, right? It's kind of like Dwight. Dwight now, right? Like Dwight's wide open when he, when he shoots these threes. And he, tend, he's, he's, he made a couple of them. But uh, just Rodman, he was just, he was just an all-out beast on defense and, and crashing glass. And how he studied the way guys missed shots. Yes, that's what I wanted to bring up next. was just incredible. I mean, because people think, you know, all he did was just, just hustle and just go after whatever went up. But, no, he knew people's tendencies. Like he says on, on uh, one of the clips, like, oh, yeah, when Larry Bird misses a shot, his shot spins or whatever. He's got a certain spin to it. So he knows when it's going to come off or where it's going to come off. Or Jordan's tendency to miss left or whatever. I was just like, man. And it, the way that, that everybody kind of respected him, even though he disappeared to Vegas for a couple of days or whatever and go on these benders, and he'd come back and he'd just be still, you know, still the same guy physically and, and mentally. And, like, the way he could just lock right back in and he's fine. That's crazy. I mean, that, I've, I've never seen anything like that before. Yeah, he's, he certainly is one of a kind. I love the... Um... Essentially, his creation or invention of load management, um, deciding to take a, <laughs> it was supposed to be 48 hours in Vegas, and he ended up being, I think, what was it, 80-something hours? Four days, I think? I don't know, but I think Jordan said that they had to go get him, right? They had yeah, to go he, he had find to go him himself, yep. And Carmen Electra was hiding in the closet or something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they had to drag his ass out of bed, and uh, then he did that running drill or whatever, and they were going to just mess with him. But then he just, just was totally fine. He got back to form really fast. Which is I mean, a trip, man. I don't know how anybody does that. I mean, I've never been in the shape that those guys are. But how do you do that? How do you go on a bender and come back and just be ready to go? Just immediately. I don't get it. And this is not like something that just happened once or twice. I mean, I've heard that, that Rodman has done this multiple times throughout his career. Where he, where he just goes, goes to party. and he comes back, and he's just fine. So it's just part of his routine, almost. Just a beast. Yeah. Well, like I've heard that about Iverson, too, like going on these, you know, these all-nighters and then just going to play. Even Jordan. When Jordan would go play 36 holes of golf and, and get a little sleep and come back and drop 40 on somebody. It's like, how do you do that? That's not human. It, it, it certainly doesn't sound uh, possible, especially not nowadays. Taking a trip to Vegas. That's just insane. Mid-season. Yeah. Uh, unheard of. I think my favorite... I think I'd need, like, a 30 for 30 or, like, a 10-part documentary on Rodman's four days in Vegas. <laughs> just to see, like, what the hell is going on. Well, I mean, Earl Watson took to uh, to Instagram yesterday, and he had a little story about him. About, oh, really? Uh, yeah, like, I think he was, like, 19, and he was at UCLA, and Jack Haley who went to UCLA and kind of like followed Dennis Rodman to every team throughout his career, um, invited him to go with him in Vegas in some limo. And they, they visited, what, like six 
strip clubs in one night or something. Wow. Yeah, something crazy. And to, I mean, Earl Watson's 19, right? I remember when I was 19, <laughs> I could do all-nighters and do them back-to-back and keep going and keep going. And he tapped out. He was like, yeah, I'm done. I was just like, imagine that. Imagine that. And these guys are in tip-top shape. I, I, I honestly have trouble um, understanding it. Like, when I saw that, because I didn't know that. I'm not well-versed on this era and what happened with those bulls. But when I saw that on the, on the dock, I was like, what? They let him go on a 48-hour um, vacation? Yeah. Way? Well, I think they figured that, like, Phil Jackson knew that if he didn't do this, he'd lose control, right? Like, Rodman would just not be... Uh, you wouldn't get what they wanted out of Rodman, right? Right. On the floor, at least. And he was right. I mean, obviously, you just give him a little leeway here and there. Because I think it was during that time that Scottie Pippen was hurt, right? So he had yeah, to kind he, of step up a little bit. Yeah, he um, had to step up and be the second guy. Um, you know, Jordan, I remember he was saying that he... Got pissed at, at, uh, at Rodman one time for getting kicked out of a game when he had to be the number two guy. Right. Uh, left him all came, by himself. He came up to his room and asked for a cigar, and that was his way of apology, right? Because he never did that or something. Man, what what an era! I'm so I'm so glad we have all this footage. That it's so crazy. Isn't it crazy that the footage from this is better than the actual game footage? Like, if you oh, watched, I don't think anyone even cares for the game. I mean, look, okay. Not, no, not but that. no, I meant like, like if you watch an old game, mm-hmm. it does not look as good as this documentary series from 20 years ago. I know maybe they use different film or whatever, but you got guys oh, on the gotcha, floor behind gotcha. the basket, right? Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't get why it's, it's, it's not the same, but did, am I, okay, am I the only one that noticed this? Do you see that part where Dennis Rodman walks and he's getting to his, his Harley, his Harley Davidson with some other guy? Okay, right. Is he pounding a Miller Lite? before he gets on there? Yeah, he's pounding a beer. That is crazy to me. Yeah, he Imagine. was totally chugging a beer and then, and then went on a ride. Oh, wow. That's uh, some, you got some balls, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I just assume it was a typical Rodman thing right there. Uh, I don't know how you... Because all the fans could see him too, right? Yeah, I mean, he was in public. He was just out in, in a parking lot. And he's got a camera in his like. face. And he still does that. That's I wonder crazy. if they sent a, a separate camera crew to, to Vegas with him that year. Probably, they probably didn't make it. How could you survive? <laughs> Jeez. Taking a, a camera like that into like a strip club? Oh, man. Oh, yeah. man. That'd be crazy. Before we move on to episode five of The Last Dance, I want to tell you guys about Blue Chew. Uh, guys, this is mainly for guys. Uh, are you looking to last longer and go a few extra rounds? Get to BlueChew.com. BlueChew.com is the first ever toolable that brings your performance in the bedroom to another level. They've got the same active ingredients that are in Viagra and Cialis, so you know that they work. And since they're chewable, they work faster. You can take them anytime, day or night, and even on a full stomach if you just had dinner, have plans after, you're good to go. Plus, you don't need to go to the doctor's office to spend time waiting in the pharmacy line. BlueChew's online physicians is free of cost, and once approved, your order ships straight to your door in discreet packaging. Here's a great deal for you guys. Visit BlueChew.com and get your first order free when you use promo code BLUEWIRE. Just pay $5 in shipping. Again, that's B-L-U-E-C-H-E-W.com, promo code BLUEWIRE.
So Rodman was the focus focal point of episode four and a bit of five, but Phil Jackson was was the focus point in episode five. And uh, Ryan, you you covered Phil Jackson, the Lakers, briefly towards the, the end of Phil's tenure, correct in, in LA? Yeah, yeah. Uh, did 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 you learn anything else about Phil from the documentary? I mean, I, I... the acid and thinking he was a lion in New York City. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was hilarious. And then the picture they chose to use when they're saying this, he's got like this shocked face in the back of a cab or something. Uh, I was cracking up, man. You're telling me you didn't I know didn't... Phil Jackson was a hippie? No, well, I mean, I knew he did drugs and stuff. I just didn't know, you know, how far he went with it, you know? Some people just smoke weed. But it sounds like he went kind of Not full-blown. Yeah. yeah. I'm sure he's peyote and shrooms and all that stuff. I wouldn't be surprised if he did all that shit too. But um, it's interesting to me when these guys go and they use these extreme drugs and they come out of it completely transformed into this different kind of human being that thinks completely, not ass backwards, but like just in a different way. Mm -hmm. And they become extremely successful. Steve Jobs is the same thing. Steve Jobs did acid. And then really? became I didn't know that. an icon, you know, in the tech industry. It changed everything for us. I mean, I'm on a Mac right now. We've got an iPhone sitting right next to the Mac uh, with an Apple Watch on. <laughs> These guys, it trips me out that they can, they can do that. They can, I mean, I, I'd lose my damn mind. I would lose my so damn mind. So what you're saying is that we need to do acid. Yeah, I think we should do it on the pod. I think that that would be the best way to go. <laughs> Create the next invention right there. <laughs> acid pod here we go yeah I, I i i didn't know i didn't know about phil's uh what was it was he coaching in puerto rico was that where it was that i didn't know that either i didn't know about that either it's just and how the mayor of the town he was in shot, shot one of the a refs. referee <laughs> that's crazy and the only punishment was like he couldn't come back for a month or something something like a slap on the wrist but it was yeah it was nothing yeah, not arrested. No, no, just just can't come back for a little while. Do you imagine if they had those kind of rules here? <laughs> oh, oh my god, god. <laughs> that'd be insane. That'd be crazy. But no, yeah, Phil Jackson's Puerto Rican coaching career. Uh, also, how how Jerry Krause, who ultimately wanted to get rid of Phil Jackson, oh, uh, I knew a lot so badly. Um, no, no, but yeah. but he was the one who had to make the tough decision to fire Doug Collins, um, even after sort of helping them rise up the ranks in, in the playoff, in the Eastern Conference standings, he had to fire Doug Collins and, and had to hire Phil Jackson because he thought he was the right man for the job, which he was. Something but, happened there. Something happened that, we, that they didn't tell. Um, well, maybe they'll tell in the, the next episodes. But. Because how do you get all the way to the Eastern Conference Finals and then fire your coach? Well, and, no, and it, was, it was his lack of sort of wanting to willingness do the triangle. Willingness to do the, to do the triangle, triangle. Yeah. yes, exactly. Um, yeah. Who who was the coach that invented? I forgot his name. Tim what? Tex Winter. Tex Winter. There you go. Didn't yeah, he pass away right. recently? Yeah, yeah. I think it was. I think it was last year or the year yeah. before. Yeah. He he and Phil Jackson were really close, and I, I didn't I didn't know that they started that that closely in their Chicago days. Um, but yeah. Well, you that see was... that old video of Tex Winter uh, doing the triangle on a chalkboard in nineteen sixty. Yes. Yes. That was crazy. I Jordan, was like, wow. Jordan clowning Phil saying, like, you got any other options you want to add on there? You have room. You have room on the board. I thought yeah. that was pretty funny as well. <laughs> yeah. 
I mean, it, it makes sense. I mean, Jordan's this scoring machine, right? That's winning the scoring title every year, and they're actually starting to have some success. And then they want to take the ball out of his hands and spread it around. I'd probably be pissed too. <laughs> but I mean, obviously, it was the right move. Six titles later, I'm surprised at how receptive he was to that. I guess. Um, I guess it's easier to look back now and say, "Oh yeah, it was the right move." But at the time, did you think it was the right move? Like, did he think? Well, I don't know. If, I, I don't guess know if he, he, pro- he he probably came to the conclusion like, "Look, we can't get past the Pistons. We can't seem to get past a certain point. Maybe we do have to change things, right?" I mean, I, you got to think with a guy with an ego like Jordan had and the success he had, and everybody kind of you know giving him props being the next best thing, being the best player in the league. Must have been a hell of a tough pill to swallow, but I mean, once he did it, he just opened up everything. I mean, they couldn't be stopped after that. Pretty obvious, right? Yeah, but once he, once he, hit, he hit John Paxson for the, for the couple shots, um, I, I thought that was funny where, where in the middle of a timeout, Phil was like, yo, you've, you've got a guy open. Pax is open. Hit, hit Pax. Hit Pax mm. for the shot. And I think that was in the finals, right, against the Lakers? Yes, that was 92? 91. 91. 91, yeah. Um, it's the finals that a lot of Laker fans would like to forget. Uh, I was tripping out because they were saying, like, uh, they were showing, like, an intro to the game, right? Mm-hmm. I think it was Bob Costas or something. Yes. The 11-time NBA champion Los Angeles Lakers, like, weird. I never remember that. Like now, it's like synonymous, right? Sixteen-time NBA champion, Lakers. Yeah. Um, just crazy that we've seen five titles since that time. After it, what seemed like the end for a long time, right? The end of the Showtime era, end of Magic, and all that. Well, they got lucky in Kobe. They got a they got a star in Kobe, but Phil Jackson as well, Shaq. It's just. I wonder if, if do, do they win with uh, with Doug Collins? Like if, if, if with that same roster. In 91, 92, do they win with Doug Collins as a coach? I mean, maybe, but they probably would have ran Jordan into the ground. I mean, if you think about it. Yeah. I don't know if he would be able to keep that up for as long as he did with the triangle. Because they um, did lose with, with uh, Phil Jackson as a coach in 1990, correct? I think that, yeah. Yeah. They, yeah he yeah. was a coach and they lost in the East Finals. I mean, it's a drastic change, right? So uh, I don't think you can... Ex- you can expect instant success. Um, I mean, it's kind of like when Phil came to L.A. I mean, it wasn't instant success, but it, once it got going. No, it was they going. Were, they were juggernaut. Yeah, like he just, <laughs> I, they could have arguably kept going if they didn't split it up, right? Uh, a lot of I people thought... debate how many titles Kobe and Shaq could have won together. Some people say four. Some people even say seven. You know, but did you, hear, did you hear Rodman say after, uh, I think it was last week, that if, if Jerry Krause didn't break the team up, they would have won in 99 as well? I wouldn't shock me. It wouldn't shock me. Um, at, who well, won how, that year? The, was I think it was Houston? the Spurs. No. It was the Spurs who won that year, wasn't it? Were you right? Was that the uh, lockout year? That was lockout year. Uh, pretty sure it was, yeah. That was the year they got Duncan. Duncan in the draft. Right. No, okay, so Houston was in between. Houston had the, the repeat in between Jordan's... Hiatus, which yes, I'm curious yes, to is. see yeah. if they get into that too. They're probably going to get into that at some point, don't you think? We're only halfway through. Yeah, it was 99. 98-99 was the Spurs. Tim Duncan's second okay. year. Um, 
But you know, I really want to get into that because that hasn't been discussed at all. Um, I know it's no. about the last dance in the final year together, but I'm really curious about that year and a half that they had without him where um, you know, Horace Grant went to the, went to the Magic, uh, Shaq and, 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 and those guys helped defeat uh, Jordan and the Bulls, even though it was Jordan's, I think it was like 18 games back into his uh, That's, It NBA was that career. steal by Nick Anderson. Fuck, ripped my heart out, I remember. Never forget it. Because I remember when he came back, I mean, everybody that grew up watching was just like, couldn't get enough Jordan, you know? Um, and then you, we just assumed that he was just going to get right back to it and start winning titles again. I mean, <laughs> he did eventually, but that first year, it just, Orlando was just too much. And then Nick Anderson comes out of nowhere and picks Jordan's pocket and ends, ends the series. It was, oh, man. I mean, he did have a decent year that year. I mean, we came back, played 17 games, averaged 27 points. He did. Just, seven and five. He didn't have that um, that killer part of him that 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 sets him apart from everybody. Mm-hmm. That part, like I'm gonna I'm gonna put my foot on your throat and not let up. He just it wasn't there yet. He wasn't ramped up enough yet to get mm-hmm. there. And Orlando was ready. I mean, they were ready. Um, they weren't in the finals, but they were ready in that series. I was. That's I, for sure. I, I love seeing how, how Phil, um, con- not controlled, but handled Rodman's uh, situation in terms of, I mean, obviously they bonded on the whole Native American uh, culture part yeah. of it. And yeah. then, um, we, you know, when, when, Rod- when Rodman said he needed, needed to go on vacation, Phil was like, all right, well, is 48 hours enough? And it was just like, oh, you guys are conceding. You guys are just letting it happen. Uh, yeah. yeah. He just knew. He was, he was a great coach, and, and he just knew. That well, they, you you got to think of how many egos that this guy was able to um, handle and get the best out of. It's pretty remarkable, right? Jordan for one, uh, right. Pippen, uh, Rodman, uh, Shaq, Kobe, Meta. Um, There's a lot. I mean, that's just that's a lot right there. Yeah, like Lamar Odom was going through some things as well, not ego wise, but he was going through some life things as well. Yeah, Bynum. I mean, Bynum. Oh yeah. Oh man. Yeah. I I can't forget Bynum. Uh, you just I, got the best out of him. I was curious Maybe how they so. haven't. They haven't even. I mean, maybe you know, but they haven't gone into Tony Kukoc at all. I thought Tony Kukoc was a, was a pretty. I mean, not big part, but he was a, he was a decent part of that of that Bulls threepeat. And they haven't really gone into. I mean, he averaged what was it? Uh, thirteen, thirteen. Yeah, thirteen, three straight years um, for the Bulls, and I haven't really heard about him yet. Yeah, well, I mean, you got to do the big three first, right? And then, because, I mean, Pippen's already kind of had his episode. I'm sure they'll probably go even further into him. Yeah, so they went Jordan. Um, they went Rodman. Pippen, Rodman, Jackson. I would have Phil Jackson. Yeah, now it's like you might get into the to the bad shit <laughs> with Jordan, um, which I'm sure all the LeBron, LeBron fans out there are just waiting for. Are you rubbing your hands uh, while you were saying that? Oh yeah, yeah, like like a like an evil, you know, villain. <clears throat> um, but to, they they seem to hint at the next episode kind of being a Kobe episode too, right? How do they hint at? It? I didn't see the preview. There was uh, well, we already know that he interviewed with this doc documentary crew before he died. Um, I think it was like a month before he died. Oh wow! But to, they had a part where they were in the All Star game, I think it was, and uh, 
he said, Jordan said something like, oh, I know I'll see you soon or something like that. And then they just stopped it. That was it. That was the end of the promo for the next episode. So, Oof. so next, next week or the end of this week could be actually another uh, step into, you know, Kobe's world. That, that Kobe episode is going to be weird. It's going to hit different. That's going to be really weird. For sure. Definitely. Especially when you hear him talk something you haven't seen him do and it was it might have been the last interview he did uh yeah that probably sounds accurate i know he did like an mls thing with the either the galaxy or the uh, lafc but oh yeah that's right but other than that yeah that may have been the last public interview he did or interview that he did for wasn't that was for the the body armor partnership or something yes right? yes that's what it was yeah and that was like i think a uh, week before he passed away yeah i think nick hamilton covered that i remember seeing yeah, some of the pictures. he was there Crazy. I think you asked him a question, too. Crazy yeah. to think about it now. Jeez. Yeah. Um, anything else you want to add before we close it up? No, I don't think so. I just wish uh, I wish all these episodes would come out all at once. <laughs> yeah, but I kind of like that NBA Twitter is coming together on Sunday nights and uh, watching these together. I kind of I like that. It's tough, but I, I like it. It's cool. Yeah. I know the, yeah, the episodes leaked. I know the episodes leaked on uh, earlier this week. I heard that. And I didn't. Where did they leak? Uh, somebody's got the link and, and shared it on Twitter, and I guess uh, it was like a Google Drive link or something. Um, but I, I, I heard about it. And I just didn't. I just didn't get it because I was like, uh, I'd, I'd, I think I'd just rather watch them week to week. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's. It, it, it's like a throwback to the old days, right? You know, where you have to wait a week to to see the next episode of the yeah. the show that you love watching. You know, like I just, uh, Sopranos or something or Lost. Yeah. No, I, I, I don't know how you could do it. Uh, back then, anyways. Um, yeah, more patience. I mean, now it's like a, you have to be instantly entertained all the time and, and max it out, right? You have can't to have wait. It. You have to have yeah. it. Just like me saying that, where I wanted to binge it. Uh, I'm sure you I mean, can find a plug out there if you really wanted to. I tried. <laughs> but you should wait. I tried. <laughs> I tried. I asked for screeners from ESPN. They didn't even respond. It's <laughs> like, okay. Yikes. Thanks, bro. Well, well, I guess enjoy it like the rest of us every week, every Sunday. Yeah. Um, I want to shout out the Lakers for um, applying for a small business loan and getting $4.6 million when they are a the second highest net worth franchise in the NBA at $4.4 billion. they're struggling. Billion. Give them a break. They're that struggling. That was pretty fucked up. That was pretty fucked up. I'm sorry. <laughs> Why the hell are the Lakers applying for a small business loan? I don't know, man. It doesn't make much sense to me. What is four point six million going to do to a team that made four four hundred and forty three million or four hundred thirty four million in revenue last year? It's just it might have been like a kind of a jerk reaction, you know? Like they just they got scared right when they they, they thought all this revenue was going to disappear and knee jerk reaction. That's what I meant to say. Who the, um, who in the government even approved that? Well, that's the that's ridiculous what I want part, to know. right? Who the hell approved yeah. it? Who said, yeah, the Lakers really need this $4.6 million. Let's just hand it over. Well, I guess they just figured, hey, that these guys could pay it off in one payment if they needed to, right? Well, but, that's uh, true, but... Yeah, it is. I mean, it is point of it. when you see <laughs> the rich just trying to get a handout like that, but... Especially Whatever. when we're all struggling. We're just... I'm still waiting for my goddamn stimulus yep, to hit I my know. account. I know. Haven't, haven't had mine either, but... Did you get direct deposit on yours? Nope, nope, I have, I'm still waiting. I'm still waiting. Oh, you're waiting for the, the check? Yes. Oh, dude, I heard that you, 
You might be waiting for to like December. Oh, I know. I'm not surprised. That's why I'm like, oh, look, the Lakers got their 4.6 million, but a measly 1,200 is uh, <laughs> yeah. is still hard to get to every everyday people. Uh, yeah. But yeah, shout out the Lakers for doing that. But they did return the money though. They did return the money, so good on them because they ran they ran to, out dude. of money. They would get ripped if they took that and just yeah, accepted they, it. I think I think the government they, they they ran out of money to give out a small business, so it's good on them for returning it. It's messed up for asking for it in the first place, but at least they returned it and it can be used by someone who actually needs it or people who actually need it. Um, yeah, that's pretty much all I got for this week. Um, we need sports back. Thank God we're the last yeah. dance because we need sports. Oh, back. and I interviewed Pal Gasol this past week, so we'll have that coming out very soon. Got to figure out if it's gonna be this week or next week. But he had some interesting things to say. Oh, Pal Gasol, Spe- especially especially about Kobe. Uh, really? He went in pretty pretty deep with Kobe. What a was, tease! What a tease! I didn't I didn't I didn't expect it, and it took me kind of aback. Um, I gotta send you the audio. Send it you, to, what I send you it absolutely to me? should. You should send it to me. Yeah, I want to hear this. Yeah. And then, he, yeah. Uh, talk about a cool guy, though, man. That guy spent 40 minutes with him, and he was open to talking about anything. So he was, Great. He was really cool. That's awesome. Yeah. I can't wait for that. Uh, in case you guys missed it, by the way, Ryan released his, uh, his interview with Derek Fisher, a series of, interview, a series of articles with, in an interview with Derek Fisher about the 2009 2010- uh, back-to-back Lakers championships, um, yeah. where you 10th went anniversary. over. Yeah, you went over a bunch of. That's yeah, been ten years. It's been ten years, or no, a month is going to be ten years. Crazy to think that. Well, yeah. Well, that was the original goal. It was uh, just kind of like a, you know, a throwback. See what all these guys thought about it, and you know, with Kobe passing and all this craziness, on top of it, it's kind of made it that much more interesting. Um, kind of, you know, in a, in a in a sad way, but it it was it was even more like you know, how important that that time was, and all these guys have been super open. Um, we talked to Josh Powell, Adam Morrison, Derek Fisher, Meta, um, Jordan Farmar, Powell now, Sasha Vujicic. Uh, we're still trying to get the the rest of the guys, but uh, it's been it's been it's been cool. It's been very cool. Tell me, I, I wish Derek. we got Kobe on that. I know. I tried. I tried, man. I tried, and uh, I just, I just couldn't get him in time. Um, so unfortunate. But these guys have been great. These guys have been awesome. Hope you guys enjoy it. Yeah, you guys can find that on Clutch Points. Brian, Brian has been tweeting him out too, so you can find him there. Uh, if you guys missed last week's episode, we had Coran Butler on the pod with a bunch of really good stories. Uh, we're still putting out content from that, but he told some great stories about Kobe, about the Clippers days, Lakers days, going up against LeBron. So if you made it through the end of this podcast, please check that one out because that was really cool as well. And um, yeah, as always, you can find Ryan at Ryan Ward LA on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. Although the YouTube content, I think, is a little down right now, but that's okay. Um, <laughs> a little lull. Just a little lull. Yeah. No sports will do that. Um, you can find me at Tomer Zarly. That's T-O-M-E-R-A-Z-A-R-L-Y on Twitter and Instagram as well. Uh, follow Clutch Points. Follow Blue Wire. As always, please subscribe to the podcast wherever you get your your, uh, your podcast. So Google Play, iHeart, iTunes, Spotify, all of those. Uh, leave us a five-star review. We really appreciate those. Uh, if you have any comments, questions, suggestions, or concerns, just shoot them over to us on Twitter, Instagram, wherever you guys want to reach out to us. We're open to it. Ryan loves going back. Ryan loves to go back and forth with you guys. So uh, please do that. And uh, yeah, hope you guys enjoyed it. We'll catch you guys next week. Later.
Some cars are comfy on the inside but don't have power on the outside. And some cars have the horsepower but none of the comfort. I used to think there weren't any cars that were the total package. But that all changed when I got my Honda SUV. It's rugged and sophisticated. And right now, Honda has deals on the entire Honda SUV lineup. CRV, HRV, Pilot, Passport, you name it. So if you're looking for a car that's the total package, the only place you'll find it is at your local Honda dealer. Hurry before they're all gone.